Let's pray. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, boys and girls, I have a question for you today. And the question is this. What would you like to do when you grow up? There are lots of jobs up there, but it doesn't have to be one of those. So what job would you like to do when you grow up? Dylan? A pilot? Wow, very good. Hopefully you'll remember me and take me lots of nice places whenever you're a pilot. Yeah, Ruby? Vet. Very good. Yep. Yep. What was that? A dentist? Wow. Not everyone likes dentists, it seems. Uh, yep. Anna? A doctor. A doctor. Very good. Oh, Finn, sorry, didn't see Finn. A drummer? Well, you're already a drummer. So you are. You're doing very well. So you're at Richie? A fireman. Very good. You'd have to be very brave to be a fireman, don't you? I think that's fair. Would you be the best one in your family? Yeah. Football player. Wow, lots of sports players. Yeah, Luke. A superhero. Very good, yes. Yeah. An artist. Yep, right at the back. Science teacher. Wow, very good. Any other people want to... Yep. Motorbike rider. Very good. Lots and lots and lots of jobs. Well, this morning, I want to challenge not just the boys and girls, but I want to challenge everybody, mums and dads, grannies and grandas, and everybody here to become a harvest worker. How does that sound? Uh, you, you can't be too young for the job. So if you're listening to me this morning, then you are the right age to do the job. Uh, You are never too old for the job. There's no such thing as retirement uh, in harvest worker uh, jobs. Uh, You can start today and you don't even have to give up whatever you do already. Now you might be thinking to yourself, well, what's involved in this job as a harvest worker? Uh, What would I have to do? What are the hours like? What's the pay like? Uh, And I have to be upfront with you. It's a full-time commitment. It can sometimes be difficult, but the rewards are out of this world, I tell you. So let's look at the job advert from this morning's Bible reading, and it would be good to have it open in front of you at page 974 in the Pew Bibles, if you've closed it. Page 974, and can I tell you, it is great to hear the rustle of pages being opened in the Bibles. Uh, That's a sound that I like to hear. Uh, When we get to Matthew chapter 9, uh, we find that Jesus has been traveling uh, throughout all the towns and villages of the region. And what has he been doing? Uh, We see it in verse 35. Uh, Teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, 
and healing every disease and sickness. Jesus has been teaching and preaching and healing. He's sharing the good news about his kingdom. He's putting wrong things right. And as he goes about the country, Matthew tells us in verse 36 what Jesus sees. So what does Jesus see in verse 36? Here it is. When he saw the, the crowds. That's right. So here's a big crowd of people. What do you see when you see a big crowd of people? When you walk into the school assembly hall, full of teachers and pupils, what is it you see? Or when you walk up the street in Portadown, or Armagh, or Belfast, or wherever you go, what do you see? You might see a few people that you know, and you normally bump into someone that you know, but even the people that you do know, never mind the people that you don't know, what do you see about them? What do you know about them? Well, Jesus sees the crowds of people and he feels something. It says, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. Boys and girls, what does that word mean, compassion? That's a big word, isn't it? Anyone know what that word compassion means? Anyone? Any of the mums and dads? Or Oh, Ellen? It means love. Yeah, absolutely, it does. Yep. Anything else that it might mean as well? Compassion. Dylan? Caring for others, was that? Yep. To feel for others. Super, very good. Yeah, that's exactly what it means. Calm means alongside and passion means to care. Uh, and so that is Jesus caring for people. He, he sees the crowds of people and he cares about them. He feels for them. He has a compassion for them. Uh, Jesus sees the people. He knows what they're going through. And he has compassion for them. He, he's concerned for them. He enters into their, their situations, into their suffering. And he cares about them because he loves them. And why did Jesus feel this way? Why did he need to have compassion on them? It's because the verse continues. It says, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. Because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Whenever Jesus sees the crowds, he knows each individual by name and he knows their situations. He sees their hearts. He sees that they are harassed and helpless. Perhaps you feel this way today. Perhaps you know what it's like to be harassed and helpless. You're stressed out. You're feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders. You feel knocked down or knocked out. And you don't know what to do. You don't know where to turn. You may be feeling all alone without a flicker of hope. Matthew gives us a picture of what it's like to be harassed and helpless and here it is. What's that? 
It's a sheep. Yep, and where are all the other sheep? Well, they're not there. And where's the shepherd? Uh, It's not there either. He's not there or she's not there either. See, normally the, the sheep follow the shepherd. They're protected by the shepherd. They're provided for by the shepherd. But if they have no shepherd, then they're lost. They feel harassed and helpless and they don't know where to turn. And that's how people are when they don't know the Lord Jesus as their shepherd. And so Jesus sees the crowds. He sees their situations. He has compassion for them. I wonder, do we see people the way that Jesus sees people? Do we care for people who don't know Jesus? Do we care that they're harassed and helpless, that they don't know at the Lord who is our shepherd? So that's first of all what Jesus sees. He sees the crowds. He sees their situation. He sees the need that they're in. But then Jesus says something. Here's what he says. Verse 36. Sorry, verse 37 and 38. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Jesus says that there's a big job to do, but there aren't enough people to do the job. There's loads to do, but not loads of people to do it. There's a big harvest to gather in. It's plentiful, but there are a small number of harvest workers. Do you see the problem? Just think if you were going out and doing that by hand, all by yourself, it would take you all year, wouldn't it? We need loads of harvest workers. A plentiful harvest, but few workers. So what needs to happen? What do you need if there's more work than there are workers? You need more workers. And so Jesus says, ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Jesus tells the disciples to ask for more harvest workers. And who is the Lord of the harvest? Who is the person who owns everything? Uh, The one that we have to ask? It's Jesus. Jesus tells us to ask him for more harvest workers. To pray for more people to go out and gather in the harvest as they share the good news of Jesus the King. As we were singing there just a moment or two ago, sharing the love of Jesus with everyone you meet. To be a harvest worker is to tell people about Jesus, to bring them to Jesus. And there is more work to be done. More people who are harassed and helpless that need to be brought to Jesus. And so we need to pray for harvest workers, people who will share the good news wherever they are or wherever God sends them. Here in Rich Hill, 
throughout Northern Ireland, right across this island, right around the world, there is a harvest of people to be gathered in to Jesus. So Jesus sees the need, first of all. He says to ask him for harvest workers. And finally, Jesus sends out the workers. The disciples are told in our reading to ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest field. And the very next thing that happens at the start of chapter 10 is that their prayer is answered. The Lord of the harvest sends out workers and who does he send? He sends the disciples who just asked him. The disciples were the answer to their own prayers. That's sometimes how God works. We might see a particular need, uh, something that, that needs to be done, something that could be done, that isn't already being done. And so we pray to God. We ask God uh, for people to do this particular thing, whether it's you know, helping in Sunday school or, or, or whether it's helping with youth club or whether it's you know, starting a, a, a another seniors ministry or, or a, a morning Bible study, uh, whatever it might be. And we pray for it. And then we find that we are the answer to those prayers. That God sends us to do the thing that is on our hearts. Today, as we've mentioned, is Vocation Sunday in the Church of Ireland. It's a reminder that every Christian is called to ministry. Not just people with funny plastic things around their neck. Each of us is called to use the gifts that God has given us to serve him and to serve other people. Each of us is called to be harvest workers as we point people to Jesus and bring them to Jesus. So pray for harvest workers. Pray for people to go out into God's harvest field, whether at home or away, and then see where God wants you to to work in his harvest field. It may be, though, that God is calling you to ordain ministry, to that particular type of of ministry if you feel that way if you think that God is calling you then do consider it seriously and carefully and prayerfully and I'd love to chat with you about it there's a retreat in February for people who are thinking that way do speak to me and find out more about it Jesus sees the need people who are harassed and help us who are sheep without a shepherd and he feels compassion for them. Jesus says to pray to him asking for harvest workers because the harvest is plentiful but the workers are few. And as we pray to the Lord of the harvest we find that Jesus sends us out to be those harvest workers. So let's pray now to the Lord of the harvest. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we uh, thank you that we have uh, these words of yours. We thank you that we hear at your call, first of all, to pray 
and second of all, to go. We pray, Father, that you would help us uh, to hear your call. Help us to have the grace and the courage to say yes, to respond to your call, and to be sent out into your harvest field. Lord, we ask this in your precious name. Amen.